Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Now on to the talking news. Thaddeus Frost House Owner Seeks Local Historic District by Joanna K. Zuvalis. Springtown Meeting will be voting on making the Thaddeus Frost House at 291 Brighton Street, Belmont, a local historic district. It was built in 1827 and is one of the few remaining examples of federal period architecture in Belmont that survives virtually unchanged. The living area is 2,712 square feet and the lot is 12,486 square feet. According to the Massachusetts Historical Commission inventory sheet, the home was owned by three members of the Frost family who were prominent citizens of Watertown, Arlington, and Belmont. Thaddeus C. Frost was born in Watertown, the son of Amos Frost and Lydia Bemis. He married Abigail Locke in 1827 and built the home at that time. According to the Massachusetts Historical Commission, in 1943, the property was purchased by Charles Trenholm of Belmont Hill Trust. He sold the house to Richard and Jesse Rablin. The land, which was approximately 16 acres, according to the local historic district preliminary study report produced by the Historic District Commission on October 10th, 2017. It was subdivided in 1946 and Arthur Road was added in 1947. Athena McGinnis purchased the home in 1965 with her husband George. McGinnis, corresponding secretary of the Belmont Historic Society, approached the Belmont Historic District Commission asking them to establish the home as a new historic district to protect it from being torn down. Making it a local historic district will provide more protection than the demolition delay bylaw, which only delays demolition, according to Lauren Meyer, co-chairman of the Belmont Historical District Commission. A local historic, historic district provides a design review process when any exterior changes are proposed that are visible from a public way and can also prevent demolition, she said. This would be the first single property historic district in Belmont. According to Spencer Gober, a staff planner for Belmont, single property districts have been used extensively throughout Somerville and towns such as Wellesley and are permitted under Massachusetts General Laws, Chapter 40C. McGinnis has lived in Belmont since she was five and raised her family in Belmont. Her late husband also grew up in Belmont. She said they fell in love with the house because they both loved country antiques. 
Their realtor told them Thaddeus used to farm celery. They moved into the home when she was pregnant with their second daughter and had to be on bed rest for several months. McGinnis said she had the privilege of meeting and befriending Ernest Frost, the grandson of Thaddeus Frost, because he knocked on her door one day saying he wanted to see where he was born. She learned a lot about the home's history through her new friend. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Walkout on his shooting victims. Belmont Day School students participate in Walkout on March 15 by Joanna K. Zuvalis. Belmont Day School students in grades 5 through 8 participated in a student walkout on March 15 to honor the 17 victims of the school shooting in Parkland, Florida, and to write letters to legislators for stricter gun control and companies urging them to cut ties with the National Rifle Association. I didn't want more lives to be lost just because of faulty gun laws. Kids our age are getting killed every day, and Congress is doing nothing to stop it, so we decided to take action, said 7th grader Kayleen Chen, who helped organize the event with fellow students Alex Taylor, grade 8, Julian Tinmuth, grade 7, and Talia Borisi, grade 8. At 11 a.m. on March 15th, the students who chose to participate gathered outdoors in front of an American flag, flown at half-mast for a moment of silence while the names of the victims were read. These people, along with others, were victims of our legislators and leaders refusing to pass gun control legislation. By holding walkouts like this one, we, along with others around the United States, hope to stop shootings at schools, shows, and everywhere, said Taylor. Sixth-grade humanities teacher Dean Spencer acted as advisor to the students who organized the event. They designed the program. They'd been in touch with organizers around the country and wanted to craft something that really gave people at our school the opportunity to speak out and speak in a way that they felt comfortable doing so, he said. Following the moment of silence and reading of the names, students who participated wrote letters thanking companies for cutting ties with the NRA and to companies who have not cut ties, urging them to do so, as well as legislators at the state and national levels to urge them to take the kind of action they're looking for to help them feel safe. Headmaster Brendan Lage said he was very proud of the four students who took the initiative for the student movement. This place is about student leadership and to see four 7th and 8th graders take the reins the way they did and to execute what may look simple but is actually a pretty complicated and involved process in light of snow day on the actual walkout day, he said. Now over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Four things to know from the Selectman meeting by Joanna K. Suvalis. One, school resource officer for the Chenery. At their March 12th meeting, the members of Belmont Board of Selectmen announced they will be investigating funding for the installation of a school resource officer at the Chenery Middle School. There are currently 1,428 students at the middle school and 1,307 students at Belmont High School, which has a school resource officer. Two, 
Curbing and Sidewalk Policy. Glenn Clancy, Director of Community Development, recommended a new policy for curbing and sidewalks. He said a significant dent has been made to the backlog of pending road repairs since 2007 when the decision was made to remove curbing from the pavement management program. He now believes there is adequate funding to meet the backlog of roads that need to be repaired and said that there will be an additional $300,000 available over the next five years annually that can be used towards curbing and sidewalk repairs. School and highly traveled local walking routes and routes around destination points such as playgrounds, houses of worship, municipal and school buildings will take priority. The selectmen voted in favor of the new policy. 3. Health Insurance Rates Belmont's health insurance consultants Sue Shilu of Cook & Company explained why health insurance rates for town employees have risen 11%. She said medical and pharmacy costs have risen 9%, which is a good portion of the 11% increase. However, she said there were large claims that also drove the increase, including some that were more than $125,000 per person per year over a two-year period. These claims are 74% of the increase, which totaled $1 million. It's a small number of claims that account for those very large dollars, she said. Two categories of utilization also had a large increase, which were a 20% increase for ancillary services like labs and x-rays, and a 65% increase for outpatient pharmacy costs. High-cost hospitals such as Brigham and Women's, Massachusetts General, and Mount Auburn also drove the cost up. She said she will take a look at plan design changes and the tiers of different benefits to see if it can help decrease the cost. 4. Permanent Home for the Belmont Food Pantry The Belmont Food Pantry, now in its 25th year serving more than 150 Belmont residents, is in need, in need every week, needs a new home. It has moved six times since it was founded in 1992 by Patty Mihalich. It is currently in the basement of the Mount Hope Church, where space is very tight. Belmont High School senior Becky Salome recently conducted a survey with 158 people to find out how much they knew about the Belmont Food Pantry. She reported the results to the selectmen at the March 12th meeting, which determined 87% of the res respondents did not know the number of families who access the pantry has increased by 500% since it was founded in 1992. The selectmen asked the town administrator on March 12th to help find short-term and long-term solutions for a location for the Belmont Food Pantry. Patrice Garvin will explore possibilities, including Belmont High School. They need a location that is non-residential because sometimes clients line up from 5.30 in the morning which can impact the neighborhood. They would also like enough space for refrigerators so they can offer meat to clients and other perishable, healthy food options. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Students compete in Soapbox Derby. Chenery's Soapbox Derby team, led by Coach Leon Dyer, had a lot of fun on its first ever competition. The indoor rally race was set up in the parking garage of the Cambridge Side Galleria Mall the weekend of March 3rd. The indoor rally race in Cambridge consisted of a morning and afternoon race on Saturday and Sunday. The team competed in the morning race on March 4th. 
The Soapbox Derby is a youth soapbox car racing program which has been run in the United States since 1934. World Championship Finals are held each July at Derby Downs in Akron, Ohio. Cars competing in this and related events are without power, relying completely upon gravity to move. There are three types of soapbox derby cars, stock, superstock, and masters class. The Chenery team started almost a year ago, taking a field trip over to Arlington in June of 2017. That was the location of the Arlington Soapbox Derby Championship. After seeing that event, the group of students were sold and very interested in building a few cars. Over the past few months, the group of four students, James Barmickian, Ian Gautel, Liam Mitchell, and Eamon Kahn, and Coach Leon Dyer, built four Superstock Soapbox Derby cars in the tech education classrooms at Chenery Middle School. Ryan Bauer, a seventh grader at Chenery, who had been participating in Soapbox Derby racing for roughly four years now, served as our racing advisor. He was first in his stock division at the Cambridge race. Ryan was great at answering questions about the cars and com competitions. The team fared well in its first ever event in Cambridge on March 4th. Ian Gotzell came in eighth, taking over the spot of uh, Eamon Khan, a seventh grader who had to leave early. James Barmakian came in fifth, and Liam Mitchell came in second, with Liam's last race being a difference of just 0.3 seconds. The team is planning to compete in one to two additional events before the championship race in Arlington on June 2nd. Moving forward, we are looking to add four to six additional cars to the fleet and a trailer, giving a total of eight to ten students the opportunity to build, learn, race, and compete in the Soapbox Derby. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. 25 Years of Making a Difference by Joanna Zuvelis. More than 400 supporters of the Foundation for Belmont Education 25th Anniversary Fundraiser walked into a silver wonderland at the Belmont Hill School on March 17th. Superintendent John Phelan proposed a toast to the FBE in honor of their 25th anniversary, recognizing the $3.6 million in donations, 11 presidents, 150 board members, countless volunteers and supporters in support for more than 2,000 staff and countless students over the past 25 years. As part of the celebration, the five founding board members of the Foundation for Belmont Education were in attendance, including Seta Lepore, Mary Mahoney, David Burnt, Patricia Mihalik, and Walter Pressy. I think it's amazing how it's become an institution that is still supportive of everyone who has a part in educating our children, said Mihalik. She recalls developing the FBE mission statement and bylaws. The original board started the spelling bee and 25, 
years ago, it was for adults, not young students. She was the board secretary and recalls how faxing saved time when she did the minutes and faxed them to Pressy for his review, and he would fax them back. Look how far we've come, she said. A big percentage of the event proceeds comes from the live auction. Hot items this year were the cocktail party for 20 at the soon-to-open new Wellington restaurant in Belmont Center. Another hot item was tickets to Hamilton in Boston and overnight accommodations at the Boston Harbor Hotel and a tour of the old State House. The hottest silent auction item this year was a signed Boston Celtics Kyrie Irving jersey and a wine tasting with cheese pairing for 20 guests at the Spirited Gourmet in Belmont's Cushing Square. Now here's Max. Thank you, Claire. Yep. More school staff needed by Joanna Kate Suvalis. Superintendent John Phelan and Town Administrator Patrice Garvin presented the proposed fiscal 2019 budgets for the school and town, totaling $116 million on March 1st. <clears throat> the town budget is increasing by 3.4%, and the school budget is increasing by 7.6%. 78% of the town's revenue sources go to the schools, and 22% to the rest of the town departments. The salaries for fiscal 2019 are increasing by $1.3 million. At his presentation, Phelan said the increasing enrollment as well as the increasing cost of health insurance and out-of-district costs are the main reasons the fiscal 2019 proposed budget for the schools is increasing by $1.9 million more than the fiscal 2018 budget. Enrollment has increased by approximately 100 students each year for the past five years and is expected to increase by an estimated 100 students through fiscal 2020 according to Phelan. As of October 2017, there were 4,531 students enrolled in Belmont Public Schools grade K through 12, and he expects the number in October 2019 to be 4,741. Rising enrollments has caused class sizes to increase. The average fifth grade class is 27 students. The fiscal 2019 budget includes the addition of two teachers for fifth grade to cut the class size down to 24, said Phelan. This increasing enrollment has resulted in the need for modular classrooms at the high school, six classrooms, Chenery Middle School, six classrooms, and now the Burbank Elementary School, four classrooms. It has also required additional professional and non-professional staff, an additional bus, increase in supports for services for mandated costs, special education and English language learners, and the purchase of texts, materials, supplies, technology, equipment, and furniture. Health insurance premiums are increasing by 11% for fiscal 2019 for existing and new staff being added, said Phelan. Special education tuitions, transportation, and contracted services budgeted are also rising 7%, he said. There are currently 107 students out of district at either collaborative or private schools. Belmont's per-pupil spending is $13,359, which is less than the state average of $15,511 per pupil, according to Phelan. Belmont has consistently spent less per pupil than the state average and the average of cohort, dis cohort districts, he said, ranking 24th, 25th, or 26th 
in per-pupil spending from fiscal 2011 to fiscal 2016. The total proposed fiscal 2019 school budget of 57 million includes the addition of nine positions, including two full-time fifth grade teachers at the Chenery Middle School, a third assistant principal at the Chenery, two elementary teachers at Bur the Burbank, and additional teachers for gym, art, music, and special education for the students in the modular classrooms at the Burbank. 78% of the town's revenue sources go to the schools and 22% to the rest of the town departments. Gar Garvin said she projects a balanced level service budget for fiscal 2020. However, she anticipates a request for an override for fiscal 2021. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. What's Behind a Car's Design by Roberto X. Cruz. Mark Trossel wants the cars he draws to give you goosebumps, and he knows how to do it. The head of Dodge and SRT Design at Fiat uh, Chrysler Automobiles has created some of the prettiest performance cars in history during his 25-year career. Yet the design chief behind the fifth-generation Dodge Viper and the 840-horsepower Dodge Challenger SRT Demon says looks on everything in automo automotive design. Cars today have more safety features and ambitious goals for fuel economy, speed, and more. Designers must find creative ways to wrap the frame of the vehicle in something beautiful while giving engineers optimal performance. Here are some more factors designers must consider. consider. Who will buy it? Different buyers have different needs. For instance, trunk space probably isn't that important to the driver of a $250,000 sports car. Designers and marketers identify who is likely to buy the car early in the design process. How safe is it? There are reasons why most cars and trucks have similar shapes, glass windows and four wheels. AAA's car doctor John Paul said, most have to do with complying with federal safety regulations and passing tr uh, crash tests. Four vehicles also give drivers more control than two wheels without the hassle of caring for six or more, dually trucks excluded. Is it aerodynamic? Little tweaks in the shape of a vehicle can have a huge impact on its speed, handling, and fuel economy. Engineers will awful, often test the aerodynamics of a new automobile or a scale model of it in a wind tunnel. Modifications can be made based on the results. Fun fact, some automakers use scale models to see what a car would look like in a customer's driveway. And now over to Claire. Thank you. Helena's Boutique celebrates six years. Helena's, a woman's fashion boutique on Common Street, recently refreshed for spring and celebrated six years in Cushing Square. The shop was repainted, floors were refinished, and new wall fixtures added. With all the changes in the neighborhood, the businesses here really have to shine, owner Catherine Vensky said. It will be our sixth year in Cushing Square this month. We had our best year ever at our Belmont location. 
Vensky attributes part of her success to the unity of the Cushing Square businesses, many which are women-owned. We work together to promote neighborhood events and advocate for collective success. I've had several events this year with Westcott Mercantile, the Spirited Gourmet, and Belmont Consignment. We look for, out for each other, Vensky said. This includes an active Cushing Square Merchants Association, which communicates with the town government, neighbors, the Toll Brothers, and Nosset Construction. The group advocates for better parking and pedestrian walkways, as well as requesting action on the cumbersome construction detours on Common Street. The shop local mantra means something in this neighborhood, Vinsky said. It's one of the things I love about owning a business here. And now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Resident Purchases Ballroom Dance Studio. Fred Astaire Dance Studios of Belmont, located in Cushing Square for 15 years, was purchased recently by longtime ballroom dance student, biotech executive, and Belmont resident Elizabeth Wu. Wu and her husband have lived in Belmont for 20 years and have two sons. The business is operating in its original location, bottom floor, below Spirited Gourmet at 448 Common Street for the next couple months until renovations are completed on the second floor. This is my opportunity to make a greater contribution to my community and hopefully enrich the lives of the students and staff with the joys of dancing, Wu said. I have a vision to build out a beautiful new dance space, retain the best teachers, and offer more fun classes and activities which will attract dancers from around the area. With her longtime student perspective, Wu is highly motivated to elevate the overall quality and experience of the dance lessons provided. To that end, she is thrilled that 15-time champion of the Blackpool Dance Festival, British Open Championships, Rachel Heron, has joined the team as manager of FADS Belmont and who will be delivering the highest quality dance training. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope that you have enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont. <laughs>